good. He, every time. I know. Every he just barely time. started. It makes me laugh. It I love was, it. I love that. <laughs> that just makes like, me so happy. That's the, I think this is why we're so good at this is because <laughs> it's the perfect way to start. Is yeah. like you laughing. That That's awesome. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to our poor friends. You have me, Jamie and Nicole. (laughs) I am Nicole. Yes. (laughs) And we are here to entertain you, hopefully talk about some movies, do some would you rathers, do a little drinking, even though these days it's all Mm. soda. Soda. I'm hoping so our next uh, podcast episode, (laughs) we do have a special guest coming. Yes. That can drive this bitch home. (laughs) So, so we will be drinking. I'm hoping it's a little looser. Yeah. Yeah. So fair warning before yeah. you listen to the next one. Yeah. That's probably, hopefully how that's going to go. For sure. But tonight we are talking about, so we are starting off the holiday season. Yes. It is the beginning of, just. it's literally the beginning of December. Yeah. Yeah. So we are starting off the holiday season by reviewing one of our absolute, well, one of my favorites. Yeah. One that you had not seen I before. had never seen. So I'm excited that it's not something I had to go back and revisit, that yeah. I have never seen it. I am too. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that, like, I watched this movie when I was a kid, so I have that nostalgia factor. Yeah. Which is the same thing we talked about with Hocus Pocus when we did yeah. the Halloween episode. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see what your opinion of it is. Yeah. Um, but I will say we went back and watched it as well, and which I do every Christmas. And I definitely feel like I can watch this movie with an objective eye. So I think a lot of the things that maybe you have issues with, I have issues with. Yeah. Obviously, there's some really traumatic shit in this movie. Uh, Yes. But. Which I was not prepared for. Okay. (laughs) And you shouldn't be. It should be a surprise. Yeah, it was. It sure was. (laughs) So before we get into that. Yeah, would you rather. That's right. Yes. Uh, All right. What is your. Yes, I'm ready. Would you rather have a visit from the ghost of Christmas past or the ghost of Christmas future? Oh, um, probably Christmas future. Yeah, me too. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Like I, I, I remember enough of my past to have good memories of that time. And I blocked out what I didn't. I blocked out what I didn't (laughs) and I don't want to see that. Yes, let's not dredge it up. Right. And There is like as much as I don't necessarily like want to know when I die or how I yeah, die. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure as an overweight middle-aged drinker, I'm probably going to choke on a sandwich or right? something. Right. I know. Have yeah. a heart attack uh, and at die. At Christmas dinner. Yeah. Like at, I don't I'll need be, to know that. I'll be 57 yes. years old and have a heart attack and <laughs> depart this earth. Okay. I, I can, I, I've yes. reconciled that a while ago. Yeah. <clears throat> but if I can at least see like, how's AJ doing? How's right. Mark doing? Right. Like it'll be... And if I see that, like, you know, AJ's addicted to Oxycontin. Yeah, maybe you can pump the brakes now maybe on something. Because that's yeah. the whole point of the uh, ghost the of future. Christmas future. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is what your future holds. Yes. You better fucking change it. Yeah. So yeah. you have the power to make the changes. Agree. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Christmas future. Yeah, okay. I agree. All right, awesome. Okay, would wow. you? Wow. Starting know. off this podcast Strong, agreeing. baby. Excellent. Would you rather experience Christmas in 1800 or 2200. I want to re- experience nothing in 1800. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> right? They did not have underpants. They did not have Advil. They didn't have streets. They did not. They had fucking mud that you walked through in have, your big skirts. Okay. I thank the Lord every day for my Toto toilet. I know <laughs> I spent a lot of money for a Toto. I know this. But that motherfucker, I could flush Betty down yeah. that goddamn thing. And yeah. it would not clog. Yeah. I'm a big fan of indoor plumbing. I am too. 
2200 all the way showers all of it yeah and yes. air conditioning <laughs> maybe by then heat. we will have solved all of our problems i mean maybe you say heat you know the whole fucking planet's gonna be on fire i mean then. yeah in 2200 like, that's why it's like it's gonna be fucking florida everywhere that yeah uh, or, or or like literally on, on fire. fire that's yeah true. so yeah. in all fairness like we we might be going into our certain death, but I'm willing to roll the yeah. dice and take the chance. Yeah, I don't want to go back to 1800 either. No. Yeah. Would you rather listen only to Christmas music for the whole month of December? Okay. Or watch only Hallmark movies for the whole month of December? You can't watch anything else. Not even TV? Not nope. even Real Housewives? Nope. Okay, nothing. definitely the music thing. Yeah. Um, because, let me just say, like, I'll listen to some Christmas music. Like I'll, oh yeah, I do too. I, like I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People get all upset about these stations that change to Christmas music at the day after Thanksgiving. I have yeah. no problems with that at all. Yeah. Like I love Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas." Oh, for sure. So yeah, I a hundred percent am down with that. Now, yeah. With that said, like I watch more than I listen to music, so mm -hmm. that's why I would yeah. say. But you can even like go different genres with the music. Like, yes. Whereas all the Hallmark movies, they're all the same. Oh, and they're fucking. I mean, okay. I, so that's my thing. I don't mind. I don't mind a good Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh, theater. really? 100%. Oh, I'm a total bitch. <laughs> I was just getting ready to be like, I don't want to offend any listener, our three listeners, in case one of them is a Hallmark fan, but fucking well, Christ. I'm there. Ugh. No, okay. I can do all the goddamn sappies. Okay. I think okay. every woman in a small town is looking to get saved. <laughs> I am on board. <laughs> like, la what, last year? Feminism was, has yep, died in every small right. town that's in a Hallmark 100%, movie. 100%, and I'm fine <laughs> with that. I'm comfortable with my lifestyle choices. That's it has right. its place. And let me tell you, so like there was a, a show that one of the Hallmark movies was like Hallmark on the Serengeti. And it was Chris. Oh. Yes. And it was Kristen <laughs> Davis and Rob Lowe. Oh, I love Kristen Davis. And they were in Africa saving the elephants. Okay. Oh my fucking God. Cried and cried. Well, and cried. I mean, and Rob Lowe. It was like so good. And it was so cheesy. Oh, oh God, yeah. is it cheesy? But yeah. it was so good. Yeah. Like I... Lindsay Lohan came out with a Hallmark movie last year. Really? Fuck yeah. I, I just always thought that they were that. all these like, I mean, other than DJ fucking Tanner, I, I figured know. the rest of them were all just like nobodies. Well, they are. Okay. I'm calling out like the highlight. Very specific. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. so they had one this one year. I think this was two years ago. Like my favorite is when like a prince or a princess is having Christmas at the oh, Royal, whatever. Okay. And I love those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they had one. So, and, and, and let me tell you that like H Hallmark Christmas movies in my mind are not only relegated to Hallmark. Like oh. I believe in a Christmas movie, a Hallmark Christmas movie, like Netflix came out with that one holiday. Did you see that? Uh, no, I don't think so. I saw the one with, um, uh-huh. Okay. From Twilight. What's her name from Twilight? And then it had... Um, Kristen Stewart? Yes. And then um, Dan Levy was in it. And... Oh, yeah. I saw that one. Um, What was that one? That was where... Dan Levy wasn't in it very long. But he Chris, was her best friend. Right. But yeah. she... Yeah. And I thought she did really good in that. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I liked it too. Yeah. I thought that yeah, was great. I thought it was a really good one. We'll come up with a name eventually. Yeah. Maybe that'll make it onto your list. I hadn't thought about it, but it should be now. I know. Yes. So in holiday, the, this woman who is like a very independent. So this is what happiest season. Yeah. There from you go. 2020. Yeah. So this is where um, 
the this uh, strong independent woman. Yeah, feminism is back alive. Yes, she doesn't want to get married, and but every year, like her family's like, oh, where's your date? Where's your date? Where's your date? So she like meets this guy and partners with him. Well, she has this aunt, Kristen Chenoweth, and oh, we love Kristen Chenoweth and Kristen Chenoweth. She is also a strong independent woman who um brings like different men to every holiday. Oh, I love it. And she's like, oh, it's my holiday. And so anyway, okay, so. I'm sorry. I have the hiccups That's awesome. again. That's I get okay. the hiccups every time. <laughs> it's because we eat, eat right before this. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and so like. That's awesome. It's super cute. Uh, it's super cute. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I am excited. Yeah. Just so you guys know, our next episode. Yeah. We are excited for. Yeah, we are. And we're putting the hammer down. Yes, we are. So our next episode, <laughs> just so you guys are aware. Our next episode, we will be taking our favorite Christmas movies, similar yes. to what we did on Halloween, and ranking them. Yes. But I feel like Christmas movies are, number one, more divisive. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. And number two, I don't think they're, like, I think most people, if you were to ask to rank, like, top three Halloween movies, yeah. would be very similar to what we got to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to have that same thing on with the Christmas, Christmas movies. Uh-huh. Um, there are a couple that I do think, like, always rank high. Mm-hmm. For most people, they always rank high. Yeah. Um, but funny enough, a lot of the ones that I think people do always rank high, like, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> I will not. So yeah. So there's that. So we'll have plenty to discuss. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Correct. So uh, anyway, so our next episode, we are talking about our top uh, holiday movies. Yeah. And we will be joined by Rye again to help us with this. Yeah. Who apparently believes that there's only like six decent holiday Uh, movies. uh, Yeah. She's trying to get out of ranking 25 of them. Right. And so we are putting the hammer down. Yeah. Rye. You have Have to to bring it. it. Yes. Yes. You have to do all 25. You might be an adult, but you're not grown. (laughs) (laughs) And you will do what we tell you. (laughs) 25 movies. She's like, screw you. I'm just going to bring a bunch of Halloween movies. Yeah, exactly. Try and tell you that they're Halloween. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, tonight we are discussing a one one that will likely make one of our lists. Yeah. Um, We are talking about the classic (laughs) 80s movie, Scrooged. Yes. Scrooge came out in 1988, starring Bill Murray, and of course, like a billion people. I were kept in- having to Google the cast last I, night well, or the other night when we were watching it. And it's funny because, like, so Bill Murray and Karen Allen, most people know. Yeah, but like, there's also so many like Carol Kane, Bobcat yeah. Goldthwait is in it, John yeah. Forsythe, Robert Mitchum, yeah, Alfre Woodard is in there, yeah, in one of her greatest roles. Like, yeah, that's just the cast. And then you have cameos from like all these people, Lee Majors. And yes. I mean, they're just ugh, Robert Goulet's in it for a second. And yeah. like, anyway, it's just a really awesome, like fun in my mind, just a, a real fun, fun film. Yeah. Um, so Scrooge, Scrooge being the take on the classic, uh, Charles Dickens. Yeah. Um, a Christmas Carol, which I also wonder if that's going to end up on one of our lists. Oh yeah. If nothing else, the Muppet Christmas Carol might. I've never seen it. You should. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's good. Okay. So I will tell you this household's big Muppet people. Okay. But I like this Scrooge better than Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. I, I feel that yeah. in my soul. Yeah. Um, okay. So filming began in December 1987. It filmed from December to April 1988. And here's okay. the funny thing about that. So it, in a lot of the interviews that you read about Bill Murray, he yeah. talks about how it was kind of difficult to get everything 
done in that four months of filming oh that like he's like we just we filmed a whole bunch of stuff a ton of it ended up on the cutting room floor oh but he's like it was it was such a breakneck pace of filming it was just crazy and it's so funny to me because you and I now having done this for a while yeah we have seen movies that have been like six weeks and it was done right like I want to say vacation was a very short time frame. Yeah. Yeah. So like I feel like four weeks. months is a long time to I be know. filming a movie. Yeah. I know. I yeah. said the exact same thing. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. The funny thing is, so filming began in December with Christmas approaching. Yeah. Richard Donner asked the studios if they could take Christmas Day off. And the studio was like, absolutely not. You have to continue filming on Christmas oh, Day in shut order up. for us to get this done. I shit you not. They had just started filming. What do you mean in order to get it done? I know. And so at the end of the day, on December 24th, Richard Donner fired everyone and then hired them back on December 26th. What a fucking badass. Wasn't That's that amazing. Awesome? I know. Yeah. Uh, he directed this movie. Richard Donner was the director. Okay. If you didn't catch that. Yeah. In that whole yeah. story. Yeah. Um, and he directed this movie between Lethal Weapon and Lethal Weapon 2. Okay. Which I was like, okay. Lethal Weapon, also a great 80s movie. <laughs> But with the questionable star, so we, yeah. we're probably never I've gonna... never seen him. Okay, well, that's you're probably yeah you probably should never because it's Danny Glover and the yeah uh-huh. anti semite anti semite yeah, yeah okay. Mel Gibson yeah um I don't know why I found this interesting, but since we have been talking about cinematographers after our conversation yeah. on the Grinches yeah I wanted to bring this up. Cinematographer Conrad Hall was fired five days into filming and he was replaced by Michael Chapman. I don't know why. You can't find it on the internet, but for some it's reason- It's like some big dirty secret. I don't know. It might just be that he had a cocaine habit. I have no <laughs> idea. But the motherfucker got fired and I thought that was interesting. After five days. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like five days. How do you get he fired put in after a whole five week. days? Right. He put it in a whole week and then they were like, nope. No, we're good. And then you can't find anything. Did he ever do any other work? I don't know. That's Anywhere in Hollywood? Let's, let's, here I can- Because I'm like- at. Like I'll Google it. Conrad. Did he just fall off the face the of coast the- of California? Like what the hell? What did I say his name was? Conrad Hall. Conrad L. Hall. Did died in nineteen <laughs> December of nineteen eighty eight. He he didn't die until two thousand three. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. He was born in Tahiti. Oh, listen to him. He is the son of the author of Mutiny on the Bounty. Huh. I know. But why did he get fired? I don't know. He is known as a cinematographer for Road to Perdition, American Beauty, Tequila Sunrise, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. What? Mm-hmm. And he got fired off of Scrooged. Maybe it made him a better cinema- cinematographer. Maybe it did. That's a good point. I mean, you know, I've never been fired from a job, but there have definitely been jobs that I have not excelled at that then made me better at other things. Oh, got fired from Scrooge. <laughs> All right. Dear listeners, we're really trying to get to the bottom of this mystery for that's you. Right. I hope you're appreciating all the hard work that's going on live in the moment for you. So here's the funny thing. This says that he was fired because production couldn't figure out what they wanted to shoot. And I guess he was irritated by it. Oh, he probably did a whole round of fuck you and fuck you and fuck yeah! you. And then they just said, get out. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can appreciate somebody that's like, you're wasting my fucking talents because you don't know what you want. Yeah. So good for him for getting fired. Kind of. Yeah. I'm proud of him. Right. Clearly it did not set him back. No, because in his he, career. Because mm-hmm. he went on. Yes. To to do good things. Yes. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've just decided he He was. Yep. He gave a round of fuck yous and then they fired him. 
This says, if a picture is mismanaged and gets behind schedule, it's hard to fire the actor. So instead they fire, they fire the, cinematographer. the cinematographer. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up. That is fucked up. Okay. We're just <laughs> learning all kinds of things about the industry. And I love the fact that, like, we've already decided how oh, this has yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Damn, it wasn't his fault. Damn the man. Uh-huh. Okay. So apparently the set of this movie was yeah. plagued by difficulties. Oh. So here's the deal. Bill Murray was had come off of Ghostbusters, which was hugely successful. Yeah. But, of course, there he was an ensemble. Right. He took four years off and then decided to do this movie. Okay. Um, and they really thought that because he was coming back after four years and he was, you know, coming off of Ghostbusters, it was going to make a bajillion dollars. Oh. So he was paid $6 million <gasps> for his role in this. Yeah, that's quite a bit. But at the time, they justified it saying only he and Eddie Murphy could bring in a $10 million weekend. Oh, my God. In 1988. Exactly. Okay. But the problem is our beloved Bill Murray being the man that he is. Yeah. Ad libs everything. Oh. He fucking ad libs everything. Donner, who had not worked with an improvisational comedian like Murray, which who ad libbed many of his lines, said, you don't direct Murray. You bring him back in. You pull him back oh, in. Oh, interesting. Okay, but Murray, so Richard Donner was actually pretty, like if you read his interviews, was pretty nice about Bill Murray. Uh-huh. You know, he was like, he was, you know, obviously a genius. He was really good at his job, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, Donner called him superbly creative, but occasionally difficult. Mm. Murray, on the other hand, when talking to Roger, Roger Ebert, if there were any disagreements, Murray replied, only a few every single minute of the day. <gasps> that have good, could have been a really, really great movie. The script was so good. There's maybe one take in the final cut movie that is mine. We made it so fast, it was like doing a movie live. He kept telling me to do things louder, louder, louder. I think he was deaf. He also described the experience to other news outlets Uh as a fair amount of misery. Wow. He said, I still have trouble talking about Scrooged. He described working on a dusty, smelly, and smoky set. He felt very much alone, not being an ensemble. Oh. And he said the fake snow would make him cough up blood at times. Well, probably because it was asbestos. (laughs) No shit. You know that shit was terrible. He also did not like the fact that like, he had to be on set every day because he was the main focus. Uh-huh. Whereas all the other actors got to come and go like, yeah, whatever. Well, cause he's literally never seen. Yeah. So here's the deal. Oh my God. Two years after Ghostbusters. Yeah. He, they brought him the script. Yeah. For this movie. And he liked the idea of the movie, but he did not love the script, mm. but he still was enjoying his hiatus from whatever after Ghostbusters and decided that like he wasn't going to come back then. Yeah. So two years later, he's reading through scripts. He's ready to come back. He decides that he doesn't like any of the scripts except for Scrooge. Like, okay, we're going to go back to Scrooge. Okay, fine. Well, he decides that he hates the script so much. He says, I'll do it, but I want to bring in two SNL writers. Oh. And that's Mike Donahue and Mitch Glazer. Okay. Michael O'Donohue. Okay. And Mitch Glazer, which I guess both wrote on SNL. Okay. Um, so he did, that's what they did. They brought them back. They completely rewrote the script. They took out a lot of like the family elements that didn't Mm, work. They made the, um, love story better. Yeah. (coughs) Sorry. I've had a cold. Um, but I think that the biggest problems that they had 
was that last scene, the redemption. Murray oh, loved, yeah. he leaned into, he loved acting like the asshole. Yeah. And let's yeah. be honest, he did he's good, good at, at it. He's good at it. Right? Yeah, he's good at it. His portrayal of a TV or, yeah, TV executive. executive. Yeah. I think it's fabulous. Him, Bill Murray in this role, yeah. was such a good bad guy. Yeah. Like, you knew he was a bad guy. Yeah. Like, he was such he, an asshole. I think, and I mean, hopefully you don't feel like this is too much of a stress stretch, but I feel like he is such a good asshole executive yes for tv yes. just like michael um not keaton mm-hmm. wall street oh michael douglas michael douglas yes so good in that fucking role oh yeah on wall street you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like and i feel like he was the exact same way as the executive i agree of the and, network you know the funny thing is at the very beginning they did the big um reveal of the spots for the show <laughs> yes. which obviously was yes. ridiculous yes. like they're even in the, like we were both alive in the 80s yes neither of us would believe that's what that's what right. they would have gone with in the 80s right so i get that was over the top yeah but I do see where in the 80s, almost like we have clickbait today, like yes. there were things like, let's bring as much drama and yeah. whatever yeah. to something. I mean, 80s was the rise of Dynasty and, 100%. you know, Dallas and all those kind of yes. evening soap operas that yeah. men got into. So, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I If there was ever a time that you might have seen something yes. crazy, like that, yeah. that in the 80s would be it. So yeah. I, I did, I, I enjoyed him in that in that um, scene. Yeah. Um, but the problem was, of course, the film's like final redemption scene. The fact that he had to reveal his redemption live on TV was the most difficult to write and was something very difficult, I guess, for Murray to act. act. Um, interesting. And so like he kept deviating from his speech. He kept like saying different words. Mm. He was just, I wonder why, because he found it so disingenuine oh. and the way that they wrote it, I guess was just, yeah. was awkward. Yeah. And so finally, like he kept giving the speech and kept giving the speech and kept talking about things. Like if you want it and you believe in it, blah, blah, oh yeah, that, um, Mitch and Donahue had, thought he was covering, he was having a mental breakdown. Oh my God. Yes. And it finally, so after the whole filming was finished. Yeah. The crew applauded Murray. Yeah. And they all thought he did great. O'Donohue said, what was that? The Jim Jones hour? Oh my God. And Donner turned around and punched (gasps) O'Donohue in the arm, leaving him bruised for a week. Oh my Uh, God. Yeah. Um, when talking about Bill Murray's ad lib lines, Richard Donner said that it's like standing on 42nd Street and Broadway. The lights are out and you're a traffic cop. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can only imagine how yeah. difficult it would be to, to, to rein that in. Yeah, to rein that yeah. in. That's exactly right. Yeah. O'Donohue was very critical of the finished film. He said, oh. we wrote a fucking masterpiece. We wrote It Happened One Night. We wrote a story that could make you laugh and cry. You would have wanted to share it with your grandchildren every fucking Christmas for the next 100 years. The finished film was like a piece of unadulterated, unmitigated shit. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, that's a strong reaction. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So he had a lot of feelings. He did have a lot of feelings. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. My favorite role of the whole movie. Yeah. I love Bill Murray. I think he's wonderful. Yeah. By far was Carol Kane. 
Oh. Carol came yeah. in her little fairy wings and her uh-huh. little ballerina Love dress. Her. And yes. then knocking the shit out of Bill Murray. Yes, with the toaster. With the toaster. <laughs> and then yes. kicking him in the balls. And yes. All. I love I mean, Carol and it, it just, as soon as she showed up as Christmas uh, passed, right? No. No. Present. Present. Um, I was just like, oh my God. Princess Bride. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's why I love her with Billy Crystal yep. in Princess Bride. She's 100%. just amazing. She is. Yeah. Her voice. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. I hope you don't have this. Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did you catch the Beetlejuice music at the beginning of the movie? I didn't. Yeah. At is the it? very beginning of the movie. There, I can't remember what the scene is, but I looked at Jamie and I said, oh my God, that's Beetlejuice music. Well, like it, it's the same. It's somewhere in the ve- in the beginning. Well, it's it's Danny Elfman who did Scrooged. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It It's a total. I'm sure. Easter egg? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. It was it was Beetlejuice music. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Hmm. Well, here's a funny thing is that the Scrooge soundtrack, which features Put a Love in Your Heart. Yeah. Did not get released until 34 years after the film came out. What? Yeah. They did not release the Scrooge soundtrack until like 2011 or Why? something. Why? Hang on. I'm like, uh, ah. It wasn't until 2011 that Danny Elfman's score was released. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It contained 34 tracks, not of all that were included in the film, but then it had a bonus track that was created for Trading Places. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me about Beetlejuice because again, they were both done by Danny yeah. Elfman. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that doesn't surprise me, but I, I didn't. picked up on it, which I don't usually pick up on yeah. shit like that, but it stuck out to me. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so Carol King. Yeah. When she had to beat up on Billy, B- Billy Crystal. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I put him in your head. <laughs> she did that too. Uh, no, Bill Murray. I guess it was very traumatic for her. She said that she kept trying to do what the stuntmen were telling her to do. Yeah. She kept not and kept really hitting him with stuff. Oh, shit. To the point that, you know, the part where she grabs his bottom lip and pulls on it? Yeah. Oh, she ripped it. (gasps) Like, they had to stop filming for a couple of days while it healed. Oh, my God. And it would cause her to, like, cry because she didn't. She wasn't trying to hurt him. She wasn't trying to hurt him, but I guess she just could not do the stunts like she yeah she couldn't to. fake it yeah and she's such a little bitty thing i know yeah so yeah. oh my god that's hilarious she she kicked the shit out of him yeah um did you know that the bobcat Goldwaith character yeah. was originally supposed Elliot. to be Elliot <laughs> was originally supposed to be sam kennison oh he did did he not play it because he was already dead i don't think so sam I think- kennison didn't die until 89 right or yeah. 90 Something like that. So why didn't Sam Kinison oh, play it? It wasn't the part of the ghost. Of, it was. It wasn't uh, Elliot. It was the ghost of Christmas Past. Oh my God, he would have been great yes, in that role. The cab driver. Yeah, that's right. Why so, didn't he play in it? I don't know. No, don't Google it. Okay, it's fine. Okay. I just, I just was. That's interesting to me because he would have been. He was at the height of I his know. career. Oh, I do know because so David Johansson, which I guess is a singer in some band okay. was friends with Bill Murray. And so he, that's how he ended up. Oh getting yeah. The yeah. Job. Cause I looked that guy up and it was some obscure band I've never heard of that. He was the front man for it was, yeah. I don't know. God, I love, I'd forgotten all about Sam Kinison. I know. So me too. I know. Yeah. But did you know that got the guy that played the ghost of Christmas past? Yeah. Is Buster Poindexter. Yeah. That's his name. 
in real life. I couldn't think. Of, I couldn't remember what his well, name was. His real, real oh. life is David Johansson, but he plays under. He sings oh, that's under a, under. But okay, uh-huh. that's who he sings under. And yes, the the group is New York Dolls. Okay, yeah, which was a seventies glam rock band. Yeah, that's I'm like, what I mean. Okay. It's not anybody. I don't either. Sam Kinison should have done the role. Well, I I mean that guy was good. He at was. It. He was very good. He was, but, but I would have yeah. enjoyed Sam Kinison as well. Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh, you know, so Alfrey Woodard was yes. the, yes. And secretary. Was this, well, we don't call him secretary. They did in the eighties. <laughs> they did in the eighties. I told you feminism is fucking dead. I know. Yeah. Uh, the executive assistant. Yes. Uh, so of course her story is very heart, heartwarming. Yes. Alfrey Woodard was great in it. Yes. Um, but when Frankie, when Frank is startled by an actor who he thinks is the ghost of Christmas future, he elbows his secretary, Gracie and Grace in the face. That was real. Bill Murray accidentally <gasps> hit her in the face. Oh no. In the fucking face. Oh God. Isn't that terrible? Yes. Um, other people that were in this movie included Bill Murray's brothers. Yes. John Murray, Joel Murray, and the one that played his actual brother, which was Brian Doyle Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't realize the other two were in there, but I knew his actual brother played his brother in the movie. Yeah, so one of them played his father in the movie. Oh, that's funny. And then I can't remember what the other one played. Oh, one of the guests at John's party. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so, I, I, which I thought he, I, I didn't realize that Brian Doyle Murray was Bill Murray's brother. Uh-huh. I know I saw him in other 80s movies. Yeah. Um, And I thought he did a pretty good job. Yeah. But I thought it was hilarious. Like, one of my favorite scenes was the trivia scene. Yes. And going th- I really liked yes. it. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then playing the screw jets were the solid gold dancers. Oh, no shit. They were solid gold dancers with their nipples out. Yes. But did you know <laughs> that? Well, and this, the line where he goes, you can barely see their nipples. That was ad-libbed. Oh, was it really? Yeah, I thought that it was, was hilarious. So great. He's like, well, yeah, but he's actually looking. Yeah, and yeah. he's really looking. <laughs> that was yes. so fucking funny. Yes. But <clears throat> so they had been disbanded. They The solid gold went off the air like... Uh, the month before. Oh, they really? This. Okay. And so it would, them appearing on the fictional show was yeah. the final fictional appearance of the of Solid, the Solid Gold, Gold Dancers. Dancers. And it was so great because it was so fucking absurd. Yes! And it had nothing to do yes! with a Christmas but, Carol. But and that's, that's why it was so great. That's what the 80s were. Yes. That's 100% what yes. the fucking 80s were. Yes. Right there in a nutshell. Uh-huh. Uh, Bill Murray falling his way out of the restaurant was unscripted and genuine. Oh, mm-hmm. apparently it was due to the stairs still being wet after splashing the water, the waiter with the water. Oh, interesting. I thought that was funny. Yeah. All right. Can we talk a second about sure. the street musicians that Bill Murray insults? Oh, God. Yes. Paul Schaefer. Oh, Miles Davis, David Sanborn and Larry Carlton. Like some I, of the greatest jazz musicians ever. ever. Yes. I didn't realize that. So I didn't either. I wanted to make sure to give that shout out. Yeah. And Maria Riva, who plays Mrs. Rhinelander, or the wife of the guy that uh-huh. like loves his cat or whatever, uh-huh. Uh-huh. is the daughter of Marlena Dietrich. <gasps> I just thought I'd shout out up. because I thought it was interesting. Yeah, she's old Hollywood royalty. I know. I was like, yeah, no shit. I thought that was pretty cool. Wow. Um, okay. On the Frisbee show. Yeah. Or Frank's in the dog suit. Yeah. There's a tree on the set with a hard engraving that says Dick loves Lauren. I, for some reason, always equated this to the Mary Tyler Moore show. Dick loves Laura because the Dick and Laura Petty. Okay. But it actually refers to director Richard Donner and his wife producer, Laura Schuler Donner. Well, that's kind of cute. I know. 
That's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Kinison was originally studied to play the part of Ghostbusters Past. This part eventually went to David Johansson due to his friendship with Bill Murray. Let's talk about that for a second because this is fucking crazy. So there was an article about um, people, r- hardcore rockers that find religion. Oh, no. And this is the story. Oh, no. Or <laughs> Just relax. I'm waiting for you to be like, he ran a cult. No, but around 20 years ago, original New York Dolls bassist, Arthur Killer Kane. Okay. Was watching TV when the 1988 Bill Murray Christmas movie Scrooge came on. The sight of the doll's front man, David Johansson, in a prominent role sent Kane into such a jealous rage. What? That he beat his wife with cat furniture and then jumped out of a third story window attempting suicide. Okay. Hold the fuck up. Give me the year again that this happened. 20 years ago. Okay, you're telling me, sir. I know. That you were in a band with this man. So let me tell you, I don't know when the article came out, but I think it was relatively recent. Well, even if it was 20 years ago. Well, you saw it on TV, so it was after the movie had come out. That's my point. You didn't know know. that your front man was in a movie with bill murray until you happen to just like right you just happen to be flipping the fucking stations one night and then a jealous rage and you beat your wife what the cat furniture (laughs) which is what the scratching post i guess the fucking litter box i guess what and then you try to commit suicide so you jump out a window i'm not done yet oh there's more luckily he landed on an awning and survived with minor injuries. lucky for his wife while recuperating in the hospital, he saw an ad for a free copy of the Book of Mormon. No, ma'am. When a couple of beautiful young women personally brought the book to him. The Lord shined his light upon thee. He decided to convert. To Mormonism? Within a few years, the Mormon church had completely transformed his life. He even worked at the church's Family History Library Center in Los Angeles. In 2004, his dream of a New York Dolls reunion finally came true, but just three weeks after their come or three weeks after their comeback show, he died of leukemia. I wonder if he wore magical underpants because they didn't uh, protect him from you're the a, cancer. You're a Mormon. You have to wear the goddamn magical underpants. <sighs> they didn't protect him from the cancer. Well, that's... Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's All right. a lot. Okay. Mormonism. I, so I had to tell you that. Converted to Mormonism. Bill Murray turned yeah. down roles in Rain Man, Big, and Cocktail to make this movie. He also declined to return to Caddyshack 2, which was probably good because Caddyshack 2 did not make a lot of money, mm. even though it's arguably better than Caddyshack 1. Really? I've never seen him. Okay, you should see them. And yeah. I'm probably going to get fucking lambasted because Caddyshack 1 is one of those, like, classics. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so but good. But you prefer the second one? Only because, like, yeah, yeah. Eh, eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. The street to which the Ghost of Christmas Pass takes Frank is yeah. 41st Drive in Woodside, Queens. It is mostly unchanged from 1955 when the scene is set and from 1988 when the movie is set, which is why they filmed it there. Interesting. As of 2016, the house they enter, 5828, is still standing. Really? I know. So we could go there if we wanted to. We could. And the Ghost of Christmas Pass cab belongs to the Bell Cab Company. Now, this is a stretch, but I still thought it was interesting. Bell is the name of Scrooge's first love in the Charles Dickens novel. Oh, interesting. Eh. Yeah. But uh, not probably the reason why they chose the cab. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe, though. Yeah. I mean, it could be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elaine May. Okay. 
Elaine May uh-huh. was a writer on Primary Colors, The Birdcage, Tootsie. Oh, okay. So clearly she has some some writing yeah. chops. Yeah, yeah. So she has God, some- I love the Birdcage. I do too. And I love Tootsie. Yeah. I love Tootsie. I haven't seen that in a long time. I know I haven't either, but I remember loving yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but she did an uncredited rewrite of the script. Oh, In a 1988 interview, Bill Murray praised May, saying she really has a major coconut on the top of her head. It sort of turned out to be her movie. She took the script home one night and rewrote the whole thing. Good Lord. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, This is weird. This is just weird. Even weirder than the Mormonism. (laughs) No, that's, that's the weirdest. But this one's like second. Four copies of Pablo Picasso's 1942 painting, Woman with an Artichoke, were made for a scene that was never shot. Okay. Three were given to crew members, the director, Richard Donner, production designer, J. Michael Riva, and original cinematographer, Conrad Hall, who was fired. Who was fired after five days. Guess who got the fourth? We've mentioned his name tonight, but he has nothing to do with this film. What? Yeah. He has nothing to do with the film, but we've talked about him? Tonight. Billy Crystal. Close. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Mel motherfucking Gibson. Gibson? Yes. I'm Why ass- did he get one? I'm assuming he got it after Lethal Weapon. Oh. I That's my best guess. But they're like, Mel Gibson somehow got the fourth. Can I just say, it's always weird to me to talk about Picasso. Because when I think of Picasso. <laughs> Everybody does. I he, he was doing of, paintings in the 1800s. Right. Like, like he's he with Michelangelo. In the 70s or 80s right. whenever he it's died. It's so yeah. weird to yeah. me when we no, talk about Picasso everyone to does. think about him. Yeah, okay. it's weird. No, I really thought it was weird. a me thing. No, I'm just some weird. dumbass that always no, thinks he was no. around with Michelangelo. <laughs> everyone does. Everyone does. <laughs> okay. Rest assured. Okay. Um, all right. This is dumb. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this anyway. <laughs> okay, go. All right. When Frank tells the ghost of Lou Hayward... You're a legend in this business. Hayward replies, mankind should have been my business. This is a phrase of a line spoken by Jacob Marley. The character oh. Hayward is based on in Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. Interesting. Yeah. But Lou Hayward. Yeah. I still think that's dumb. <laughs> okay. Uh, the excitement over VCR is a Christmas present may seem odd today. Yeah, but yeah, that was huge in the 80s. Do you know what a typical VCR cost then? No, I know that we didn't have one. I know we couldn't afford one, so we did not have one. Uh, well, we didn't get a VCR till like the probably 93-ish, if I had to remember. I was in middle school. I So we did have a VCR, but it was one of those where you press a button and it popped up. Oh, yeah. And then you slid the tape in and then you yeah. pushed it down. Yeah, that's how ours was when we got it. A typical VCR cost $500 to $1,500. Wow. In 2022 money, that's about a thousand to three thousand dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say that five hundred dollars is a lot of money in the eighties. Five hundred dollars is a lot of money now. now. Yeah, for sure. Like I don't, but remember, like you, there was no streaming, there was no watching. Nothing. So if you wanted to record something, you had to have a VCR. Yeah, and it was a big fucking yeah. deal. Like people recorded over their memories. Yes, in order to have tapes to yes. record shit with. Yeah, yeah. Like I had family members that had VCRs. Um, we had cousins that had VCRs, and so they would record things for us. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. we didn't have the ability to. No. But, yeah, it was. And I remember, oh, my God, when we got our first one, like, it was a huge deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. 100%. And my parents never owned a camcorder because they could never afford a camcorder. Oh, we had a camcorder for a while, and we got it right before I turned 18. So I was a pretty, oh, yeah. I was a pretty good yeah. kid. I didn't drink until I turned 18. Yeah. 
And then every single recording that we had after the camcorder was oh God. me and you my drunk? friends getting drunk. <laughs> it's so That's dumb. amazing. But my grandparents, who had more money than we did, they had a camcorder. So oh, I, I'm yeah. lucky enough to actually have some like videos of me and my grandparents yeah. and that sort of thing. I wonder where those are. I should ask family members because yeah. I don't know where those are. But I have seen yeah, like, that's cool. me baking cookies with my grandma yeah. and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it was the 13th highest growing film of 1988 at the American box office with just over $60 million and it had a budget of $10 million. So, okay. It made money. It made money. It, it wasn't okay. probably as profitable as they expected it to be with not him as all. the lead. Yeah. Exactly. It was not. And, um, I was trying to think back in like the late eighties, but when you think that like lethal weapon probably came out right around that time yeah. and probably the diehards are coming out around that oh, time. Like, yeah. It's not surprising that this wasn't a high, highly grossing movie, especially because it is so Christmas focused. Yeah. So yeah. that didn't surprise me. Uh, Char- and not kid friendly. No, <laughs> not no. kid friendly at all. No. Uh, this, so Charles Dickens, 1843 novella, Christmas Carol is only referred to under the title of Scrooge. So in the closing credits, oh. its name is under the original. So it says Scrooged, A Christmas Carol under it. Oh. That's the only reference, even though it's very much based on that. Yeah, yeah. Movie critic Roger Ebert said this was the worst film adaptation of A Christmas Carol he'd ever seen. Oh. I know. He was kind of <laughs> bitchy about it. Oh, wow. Um, it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Makeup, but it lost to another movie, which we have also discussed tonight. Oh, God. Oh, Beetlejuice? God. Beetlejuice. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I could see it losing to Beetlejuice. Uh-huh. How's that? I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Um, okay. R- last random piece of trivia. Okay. One of the names on Bill Perry- Murray's gr- gift list yeah. is Colonel Tom Parker. Yeah. The manager of Elvis Presley. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I found that interesting, but I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. That's so random. Yeah. It's so random. Well, what was his uh, Colonel Tom Parker? Yeah, I don't know if he got a VCR or a bat towel. Yeah, I thought it was funny to have a bat towel as right one of the gift options. And I love that, like he admits in his um at the in his redemption scene that he wanted to give his brother the towel, but the I VCR know. came from his administrative assistant. That's right. Yeah, yeah. This movie was disturbing in some it was ways for me. Um, it definitely like. You know, now uh-huh. in our climate, uh-huh. the, 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 the workplace, the workplace shooting. shooting was so disturbing to me. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing about it to be perfectly, excuse me, to be perfectly honest at the time did not phase me at all. Really? I think because it was so not possible. Right. It was so fictional yeah. that that would ever yes. happen. Yes. That I, I, it did not even dawn on me that this was a possibility. Yeah. So, cause that was the one thing going back and watching it now, I was like, and again, I watched this movie usually once a year, once every other year. Mm-hmm. But I will say this is probably the first year that I took a really like critical look of it to try and like, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, I was like, oh. Yeah, when that whole scene is happening, I told Jamie, I'm like, this is literally why people worry about firing people. Yeah, well, you're exactly right. And yeah. to your point, like, it, 100%, mm-hmm. like, now I would never, this would never get made like no, this. No, God, no. Okay, so there's but that. But also how young Bobcat Goldwaite oh, looks. Oh, yes. And he doesn't look 
disheveled no and a mess like he did later like that oh, just yeah. ended up becoming like part of his persona was yes. to look like that and so and he looks he's clean cut yeah. and he's shaven and yeah. all of that yeah the other thing oh i don't know if this bothered you or not let's see but again coming back and watching it i yeah. was like oh yeah when they tied the guy up and the girl is basically shoving her tongue down his, down throat. his throat and he's literally like <clears throat> got no, 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 restraint no. around his yeah mouth yes. yeah like a hundred and she's gyrating it. Like she climbs on top of him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh, that's not a good look. Like it's not a great look. And it's, <clears throat> we wouldn't like it if roles are reversed. Oh, well no, but yeah. I mean, even with the roles the way they are, yeah, no, I it's don't horrible. Like it. No. So, and the, and again, it's the eighties. That's how it was. Yeah. But now it's like, Oh my God, uh-huh. that's crazy. Yeah. So I will say like going back and using a more critical eye, it's like, Ooh, there are some problems there. Yeah. But I will say again, I think, so the rapey undertone, yeah, that was alive and well in the 80s. Oh, we yeah. We know that. Yeah. I think the reason why, to your point, because it was a woman doing it to a man, uh-huh. it was so not ever thought of as a possibility that they- That a man could be sexually assaulted or right. raped or that, whatever. Yeah. That they thought it was fine. Yeah. Uh, but especially the like coming in and shooting up your workplace. Oh, God. Never. Yeah. That uh-uh. never. Again, I, I watched it so many times and it never crossed my mind. Yeah. That that was probably Well, because it wasn't, it wasn't until the 90s, right? When the first postal worker went into his yeah. place of employment and shot them. And that's well, where that term comes from. Going postal. And so, yeah. Yeah. It, nobody in the 80s reacted that way well or if they did we didn't hear didn't about, hear about it, it like but, you do now yeah. right and, and it uh, wasn't nearly the epidemic that it is now. right it's just not the epidemic uh, yeah or, uh, and again like i know people obviously are i, I don't want to say that people are more violent than they I, I don't think as a collective we're more violent i don't know i i don't know if it's like a change into to your point like more victim culture like yeah. oh i didn't do this to myself someone else yeah. did this to me yeah and like uh, vengeance right Ven- yeah. yeah exactly and so now i've got to get revenge on that person versus yeah. now i have to punish because they ruined my life they i ruined didn't my, ruin life. my life exactly yeah um so who knows i, I don't yeah. know and that's like it's a definitely a shift right it's a conversation for a different kind of podcast uh-huh. that's for sure uh-huh. But I, I did, to your point, like watching it back, I'm like, who? this yeah, is Yeah, there are some things that were, yeah. Yeesh. On the other hand, I still think that this is, I, I love the juxtaposition of Frank being the asshole that he is. Uh-huh. Karen being this altruistic, I work at a homeless shelter. Yes. Um, I like their little love story. I yes. think it's cute. Um, there was a comment made about how there's still so much uh, irony in the movie when, mm. The guy that, the homeless guy that died by freezing to death ends yes. up as an angel Ends with an a angel. ghost, yeah. right? And, you know, Bill Murray, like, waves at him, like, yeah. do, you, do you think he would forgive you? Right, you're the reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he may not be the reason he's homeless, but... No, but he was the reason that he died. Yeah. He asked for, like, a couple of bucks or exactly. whatever. To, yeah. No, no, yeah. we didn't do that. So, yeah. so like, that, I, I do... I find that interesting. Of course, the acting, Bill Murray is amazing. Yeah. Kane is amazing. Alfred Wood yeah. is amazing. Like everyone does such a good job. Yeah. The jokes are funny. Oh, yes. The nipple joke, I laugh yes. every time yeah. when they talk about stapling the antlers. Antlers on the mouse. Yes, I die. Well, there was a scene where um, it was after he'd been visited by Christmas past and he's in his office with his can of tab. Yeah. And his, and his, 
Bacardi or whatever, yep. and he's shaking so bad, and his cup is mainly full of Bacardi. Yeah. He doesn't even get any tab in it. And Jamie's it's like, like one drop. Yeah, Jamie's like, that's how you pour a fucking drink. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, it is. Like, so there was lots of things about yes. never having seen it before. I'm glad I can say I've seen it. Yeah. Despite the stuff that it, some of it, when I was like, red yeah. flag. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because again, it's it's the time that it was made. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Which a lot of things are. And, yeah. you know, I. I, I don't subscribe to these people that are like, oh, cancel culture is ruining our society. Right. With that said, I also don't necessarily always like agree with cancel culture. Now, right. If you're a fucking anti-Semite like oh. Mel Gibson, that's yeah. different. Yes. Although he's making a comeback too. So Huge. fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. at the end of the day, um, I, I do. I still enjoyed watching it. Oh, yeah. I still would let AJ watch it. I would make sure that he understood that this is different than, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I do. It has got gained quite a bit more audiences, cult classic, like holiday oh, movie. Oh, yeah. I can um, see that. And this will for sure be on my top 25. On your list? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. I'm glad we, I'm glad we watched it. Did you like it? I did. There were parts of it that I was like, I could turn it off right now and I'd be okay. And not finish it. But I'm glad that I stuck with it because by the end, I was really invested. Yeah. And I really liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. Um, will you watch it again? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen it. You know what I mean? Do you think Riley will watch it? I told, I, we actually had planned on watching it over Thanksgiving break when she was home. And then, of course, didn't freaking get to it. Yeah. So, you know. All right. Do you, would you like to guess the Rotten Tomatoes score? Oh, I looked it up because, and I don't remember what it is. I'm going to say it's something in the 70s. It because is? I looked it up and I said to her, hey, it's got a high rate. Because we all know. That's right. Homegirl doesn't watch shit unless it's got a decent rating. Right. And so I was like, hey, it's got a high score. And then we didn't get to it. We went and saw Napoleon at the theater. And then. Oh, 71. 71. Okay. Yeah. So you are correct. It is uh, technically fresh by Rotten Tomato. Fresh. So maybe. She should, yeah, watch, she should it watch it just for the experience. Yes, I one agree. One time at least. I agree. Okay. Yeah. So I enjoy the movie. I think it's yeah. a lot of fun. I, yeah. Again, I think it's one of Bill Murray's defining roles. It's one of the few that we get to see him as a total dipshit asshole. Yes. And so it's fun to watch that. Yeah. Um, and coming off Caddyshack, you know, where he plays Carl, the guy that's fighting the gopher. <laughs> it was very much different. I think this was very complimentary of his role in Ghostbusters. Yeah. So for sure, I enjoyed this movie. Quite yeah. Much. Yeah. Especially because, you know, when you think about actors from this time, and Joey Chase has become racist oh, and gone off the fucking rails. Yeah. I'm glad Bill Murray is still. Bill Murray. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No. I'm All glad right. we did it. Awesome. Me too. Yeah. Definitely enjoyed this. Uh, glad we got to do this movie. Next podcast again, we're going to be uh, looking at our top 25 holiday movies. Yes. Expect a little bit of... Uh, debate debate yeah. on the movie we will have a special guest here last time we did fall into the difficulty of uh having to break a lot of ties yeah so this one we will be prepared and we won't have to call down uh extras to try yes. and, come and with a little minute. bit of alcohol god only knows how hot the debate oh could get. indeed yes. it'll be even more fun yes all right for those of you who are still listening those, <laughs> those, those 
two people that are still listening. We love you. Thank you so we, much for listening. Yes. yes. <laughs> so happy to have you. Exactly. We are certainly not getting paid for this. Yeah. And so we do this for you. You. Yes. You're welcome, fuckers. <laughs> please don't join the Mormon church. No, please. God, no. And if you would like to interact with us in any way, shape, or form, feel free to join our Facebook page, Our Poor Friends Podcast Insiders. Yes. Or feel free to comment on any of our pictures on Instagram, although I have done a shit job of posting pictures on Instagram, but I will try and do better. It's fine. I know. No judgment. Eventually. I mean, we're all busy. We're all busy. (laughs) All right. Thank you all. Have a good night. Good night. Bye.